Hey everyone, uh, welcome back. Mindset Explosion season number four, episode number nine. And tonight, very excited, but joined by lovely uh, Wendy Brumwell, professional uh, uh, figure skater since the well, last 20 years, you think professional, you said, and but skating since the age of seven. So really excited to have you on, Wendy. Obviously, you're part, we're part of the same mastermind and we're kind of following some similar ventures. So really interested to find out, you know, how the mindset of, you know, professional well, athlete really and, and how that's, you know, how you've had to, how you've evolved that and then put it into your own everyday life and, um, you know, into your business and you're, you're financially quite free as well, just through, you know, all the different things you've been doing over the, the many years. So many years, the, the, the little years, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, so, so I, I think my mum was excited to um, watch this one tonight, Wendy. She she used to do a lot of skating when when she was young, living in Nottingham. So that was her thing. Not not to uh, your standard, not not that I know of. She didn't tell me if that's the case. But, um, yeah. So how, how did you get? Yeah, go on. Yeah, how did you get to skating? How did you get like what? You know how what I want to do skating. How did that happen? Yeah, that's a great question, and um, thank you, Matt, for having me on this evening, for having me on your podcast. Um, it's really much, you know, it's very much appreciated. So thank you. Um, yeah, so I went to figure skating mainly because I tried lots of sports when I was younger, and I had a lot of asthma. And there were so many sports I just didn't like. And I wasn't, I'll be honest, I just wasn't very good at. That's the funny part about it. And then I saw figure skating on TV. So I saw Torval and Dean skating around. And probably like most kids my age. And then pestered the hell out of my parents. Especially my mum. She was really scared about me falling over and chopping my finger off and all those things. She was busy telling me that, you know, that might happen to me. But no, I was, I was very, like, I was very determined. And in the end, she took me skating. And that was it, really. Um, it went it went from there. It kind of went from, you know, like a Saturday morning course to then getting up at, like, you know, five in the morning and being on the ice for six. Yeah, I was very dedicated. And I used to wake my mum up with a, a cup of tea at, like, four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Oh, that's <laughs> so. Mom. Yeah, lucky mum, definitely. So, um, it sound you found your your what a great age to find the thing that you're so passionate about, um, really. And I, so, like, do you feel that as you were growing up, did did you think you had that determination mindset before then, or do you think finding something that you ah oh, this is the this is the one I want to do, and do you think it kind of grew as you went? I think it's a bit of both. I think it's about having something you're passionate about mm -hmm. um, because that does, I think, make a difference to what you get up for in the morning. Yeah. But also, I think what's happened in my childhood has fed through to my business life. Sometimes without me realising, I've only really looked and researched this and analysed it later on in life when I've been doing my business. And I, I've realized that the ability to get up in the morning, know what my vision is, my reason why, all those kind of things were kind of embedded a little bit earlier on. And they were part of my life quite early on. And so then I've, I've almost just carried that forward into my business. 
and making sure that I'm passionate about what I'm doing. I know why I'm doing it, that I've got the vision ahead of me, all those kind of things to just, you know, keep me moving forward and keep driving me forward. And I think that's where it's been, it's been great. It's been great for like discipline as well, um, goal setting and even rejection and even, you know, failing and lessons learned and to literally kind of, you know, I, I'd fall over and have to get back up. And it's a great analogy now in business because it was literally I'd have to get myself up off the ice, you know, try and figure out what was wrong and then go again. And I think, you know, I often approach business in a similar way where it's like, well, that didn't go well. But, you know, what can you learn, you know, change a little bit and then move on and allow that to help you going forward. So I think there's some of the things that I think that I've carried forward from that kind of lifestyle. Um, and another big one is routine, just like having the habits and, and the routine. And, and I know you know this from, you know, your martial arts training that, um, you know, having, you know, having the routine to fit everything into your life is really important. And it makes you value your time and um, what you spend where. So a bit of a lot there. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's really good. That's got me thinking, actually. And, and actually, I think sometimes when we look back, I just hear him, you know, you, you talk. I, I'm, I'm having some of my memories coming back, um, yeah. adult and child and things like that. And it, it is, it, it's amazing. And, and you know, when you said like you fall down and having rejection, it's a horrible feeling, some, you know, being rejected and, um, yeah, kind of, it's quite a horrible negative feeling. But actually, it's, we need it, right? We need, we need that because otherwise we think everything's so perfect. And then, because it's going to happen at some point. We're going to fail. We're going to fall over. We're going to, it's not going to go our way. So we kind of need it early on, I feel, as, as best yeah. as we can, right? You know, not, not something drastic, but not. But so was there any, in, in, in terms of um, some of the things maybe you were practicing for performance, was, was there anything you can remember that it was like, what was the most difficult thing? Was there like a routine? It was just that, oh, that, 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 that was a killer. And, and what happened with that? Did you, you get there in the end? Thank you, Ivana. <laughs> <laughs> Got a few comments coming in. <laughs> so do you mean if I had, um, say, like a, a bad performance and how I might recover from something like that? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, that's one thing. Yeah, so if there was like okay. a routine you were practicing and training, yeah. like um, that was particularly challenging, uh, how yeah. did you, how did you, you know, break through it if there was a barrier, if there was like one that was just, oh, this is just yeah. the hard as anything. Did you have anything like that? And then, of course, if, you know, in, in the actual event. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, I think I'd often come across something that was what was challenging. And quite often, actually, it's about what's going on in here. Sometimes yeah. it's not about your ability. It's about what you think you can do and what how much you believe in yourself. And that's when that the mindset I think is so important because you know almost what you believe you achieve and to have that ability to kind of you know get through those tough times it's all about how mentally tough you are I think to try and keep coming back and overcoming that and I don't know I've had disastrous performances you know literally where I've, I've just had jelly legs or something and you know I've just been on the ice the whole time um, I think I remember going to Scotland actually and competing up there and I was so embarrassed because it was just terrible 
But the the great thing about it was that when I looked at that performance, it was a case of the way it made me feel. I was like, I really don't want to feel like that again. Yeah. You know, what what happened that made me feel like that? And when I fed that forward into my next performance, it really improved. And so in a way, I was really grateful I had those difficult times because they they fed into better times and they become the biggest learnings. And I think, again, relating that to business, sometimes your, your biggest challenges and I think some of your darkest moments are where you get the biggest breakthroughs. And I think exactly the same in sport. You know, there were the times you, you were really low and you thought, you know what? I don't want this to happen to me again. Um, and so that was, I would probably say, something that I, again, I carried forward another great learning to, because uh, it is easy, I think, to sometimes get down a rabbit hole with stuff like that. Yeah, it can. And you, it, um, sometimes it's good to get down the rabbit hole for a little bit, yeah. depending on what's going to come out. Um, yeah, was watching. Thank you, Ivana. So we, I think we talked about the lot with Ivana the other day, like the lobster, where it, it goes and hides under a rock sometimes, and it it's it's got to soften up the shell. It's very vulnerable, but when it comes out, it's so it's because it's growing. So it's growing. It comes out from the rock, and it's it's bigger and it's it's stronger. Um, so we we do these things, and I think when I I was younger, I, I took me a long time. I think up to adult life to realize that actually all the things I'd failed at. They were so so important, and you know when you talked about rejection, um, you know dealing with rejection is is now is like well, I've got nothing to lose. <laughs> I, you know, me and you were working on um, we're on a, a mastermind together, but we're also kind of taking a, a similar path in with what we want to do with our, you know, growing our businesses, right? And it's a bit, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's a bit daunting, but it's exciting at the same time, and I I, I feel like you know I'm growing already in such a short space of time from it so it's amazing like how you know it is important and and then how so it sounds all a bit doomy gloomy but like how did you you know when how did you you know when you had like the, those great um performances like how did you did you visualize that happening you know how did that work to get you know what what, what you wanted and to come back feeling yeah <laughs> <laughs> I love that you brought this up because visualization is another oh I think that's just a, a superpower and really underestimated I think in the power of visualizing something um I don't know if you feel the same way about that um, Matt but I, do, yeah. I think it's yeah so key and yeah I did used to kind of, I used to visualize doing things on the ice and how I was doing them how it would feel what what was I hearing um seeing you know it's just like you were there not that you could actually even see yourself um doing a particular move or jump or whatever it was but also actually feeling that you were there doing it and it it's funny because this has come around in quite a few ways actually and in, in property investing for example something i talk about quite often with people um and and sometimes mentees as well is that actually when you walk into a property and it's so easy to see what is in front of you like a damp dark dirty house that doesn't look good but it's actually taking the time to visualize what you think it could look like and having that vision and so on a granular level you can you can do that with property but also you can take it on that much bigger wider level can't you with visualizing what you want to achieve in life 
um, and seeing what that look like looks like to you, can't you? So it's there's I think there's so many ways you can use visualization, you know, in any business and in your life to kind of see what you want to achieve and understand really what that feels like. And do you feel with that visualization and for myself that there's, there's been times when you know definitely times when I I really got in dived in it and the end result was pretty much how I visualized it if not better it's funny you say that as well because I think sometimes things turn up a little bit differently Mm. um I don't know whether you found this but I think sometimes with your visualizations you have to be quite specific that's what I've learned over the years because sometimes you get something I've sometimes got something a little bit different different way and I'm like oh that's that was kind of something I didn't expect um but you know not such a bad thing but just different oh, yeah yeah so um yeah I think I know what you mean so it do you feel like it you end up you can kind of take a different path or but it's still good is that what you mean or just something yeah. Something more is more than you expect. Oh yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah. Like if you said to me a year ago, I'd be um, buying a business. Oh, get out of town! I've got the money. <laughs> so money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't need money, as we found out. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought I, to grow my business, I, I would have to, you know, get another, open up another place, and, and obviously that was never going to be the right time last year. Um, but anyway, we're going off on something different. So, in, like, so. In terms of your professional skating, uh, was that your career or did you have a, was that more, it was like the hobby, but sport or how, how was, what, what was happening before you got into property? Yes, it's a bit of both really. So um, was also a career as well as um, a hobby, I would say. Um, so I did, I did go to university. So I studied computer science at university. So I, I used to be getting up at in the morning when everyone was drunk coming back from the pub and I was going off to the ice rink um, either to train or I would be teaching so I used to teach um, young athletes so there was a bit of a there was a bit of a, a mix there and then I did I do the corporate lifestyle as well um, so I worked in um, telecoms as a, as a project and program manager for um, Verizon and less well-known, but I worked at Vodafone, which I think nearly everybody knows. Yeah, Vodafone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I did the corporate uh, for a bit, um, but property actually came up when I was um, studying. So when I was at university, uh, my, my landlord, he had this, um, what you'd call a student house share, and I didn't even really know what it was at the time but I was a little bit late with my rent for one month and went to his house and basically found out a little bit about what he did so I paid my cash at my my rent in cash back then because I think that was the you know the way of doing it um not so many rules and regulations um but then you know he had quite a nice house and uh, apparently he had 20 of these house shares around the university and so I just quizzed him a little bit, not too much, but a little bit about what he did and how he did it. And then I just remember going back to my room at the time and setting up this spreadsheet and thinking, wow, this looks good. Um, <laughs> something I'd quite like to do. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and that was basically what started me off. So I, I started saving my student loan at that point because it was essentially a bit of cheap lending, really, wasn't it? Because you used to get a good rate on it. So I started saving back then uh, with the idea that one day I would get into property. Wow. So it yeah. was that the chance of that. It seems funny, isn't it? You know, something can be a bit like worrying if you haven't, you know, if you missed rent or something and you've, you've turned that. Yeah, that event has changed your life, really. Yeah, and I, I think I was, um, I was really concerned at the time. I think that's why I went round to the guy's house because it was almost just like a panic. And I've been living yeah. in this house for a while, and I was so devastated that I'd miss my rent payment and ran around to the house with all the money, just like I'm really sorry. And so that actually something good came of that, you know, and that was that was great. Um, and you know if that hadn't have happened I don't know I might have ended up in a similar path but you know I think I was grateful for that because yeah you showed up in my life and changed things a bit so oh, brilliant so um so then six years ago you decided is that right is it six years ago you decided to stop work well it's not you know but and now this is the the thing is like property yeah. investment yeah I've been, um, so actually you saying six years, it's really, it's really <laughs> weird because I have five years in my head and I just don't know why. <laughs> but yeah, six Last years. year's a bit of a blip, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I forgot about the whole COVID year. And so that's all just gone. And I just seem to think it's five years. Uh, but yeah, you're, no, you're, you're, you're correct to be fair. It's, um, it was January, 2015 that. I did my homework, see? <laughs> yeah. Well done you. <laughs> you know more than me. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. So, yeah. January, 2015. Yes. Financially independent. So basically I just got to a point where. I was working a lot in evenings and weekends doing property investing and I got to a point where my my salary was getting matched with property yeah. and I'd also saved up a little bit of um a bit of a buffer I guess just in case something went wrong so I did cover myself quite a lot I wasn't one of those that just leapt straight into property investing and then crossed my fingers yeah. I did kind of you know stage it out but in that in that kind of couple of years it was quite hectic because I was teaching which I love doing and so I was teaching in the mornings I was working and I was doing property so it was a crazy couple of years um I'm exhausted just thinking about it um but since that time it it's been it's been great I've enjoyed the property journey it was so it's one of the best things that I've done um and yeah it, it allows me to uh it allows me to have a you know a good lifestyle and um financial freedom which oh, is great. That's, yeah that's brilliant that is brilliant and I, I think it sounds like you've just been so busy for pretty much all your life so I think it's just, you deserve to take some sort of time out really um but I get do, do you find um like like how do you relax then like do you, do you find you can relax or do you feel like you've kind of got that into your routine yeah it's a really good question I'm not very good actually at relaxing um, me either <laughs> I, I just want things going on and <laughs> you mm. know when when work wasn't there anymore I still filled the time up with 
with something else growing my business in a different way and you know now I do I help other people invest in property as as well and so taking um you know the all the lessons the knowledge I've got to try and help people you know they're in nine to five jobs either get financial security or financial independence from property and so there's always been a bit of a, a growth and the next thing and something else to aim for you know the next goal so I think I find it hard I do to relax and sometimes I think I'd love a holiday where I just sit on the beach read a book and have a cocktail and what happens in that situation <laughs> is that I do I have done this before and I'm like two hours maybe <laughs> and then by that time I'm bored I think right yeah. okay what are we going to do next then I need to go out I need to go do something uh so one thing I do do is I, I do like to keep fit I do a bit of meditation and I do running and, and things like that and walks with the dog and I find they're my my kind of time out that I enjoy my own space but yeah apart from that I don't watch much tv um but that's been part of my childhood you know my mum was basically you know with the tv she'd often say to me well you know Wendy what is the tv how is that moving you forward yeah you you seem very you've always, I, I can't remember when I met you it was a few weeks back you know on the mastermind but you you do come across very calm very very relaxed yeah very balanced actually and um thank you yeah and i think it's important to say because obviously you know some people could look oh, you know, when he's on the go all the time but i feel like you've you seem to have got that balance just right and you're doing a south build at the moment i must be bloody stressful yeah. myself, but, but um and you're kind of recording your journey a bit on instagram with that is that right and yeah tell us so what, what, what is that something you've always wanted to do like a south build you and your husband or yeah, that's been part of the uh, the vision board. So um, we, so I'm on vision board number two now. But my first vision board, the self build, was there. So one day, we'd you know like to build this house, and we had a picture of it. And again, it's slightly different, I would say, to what we're building. But the concept was there, and the idea was there, right? Um, so yeah, basically about. I think it's about two years ago we started looking for land it might have been a bit longer you know the time the time goes um but he was trying to find you know the right piece of land as well and and that's something i noticed a lot different from property investing is that property investing is very much about the numbers and the business case you know the the area the location all those kind of things and you look at your business case and you say well does this make sense you do your due diligence if it all adds up great if it doesn't then you don't do the deal. But when you're doing a self-build and it's going to be for you and it's personal, there's another element there because you've got emotions and then with emotions comes, well, you want that perfect piece of land and you want this perfect house. And that was kind of, I think that is what made finding land and designing the self-build more tricky because you had all of that emotion and personalization yeah. around it you just don't get when you invest and, and so that's been a journey into itself but actually the the upside to it is that you know when we're putting kitchens and bathrooms in in um 
in the rental properties, we we choose a certain one that makes sense and is right for our target market and you know it's gonna be hard wearing, all those kind of things. This is the first time I think I've chosen, you know, a kitchen and a bathroom that you know we really like. So that's been, you know, the upside. Uh, but I mean, there's so many upsides to doing a, a self-build as, as well as so many challenges. So it's um, it's a very balanced thing, I think, that you almost get, you, know, you get challenge and then you get success. And it's it's often hanging in the balance with uh, with the self-build, but exciting. Yeah, Yeah, it does sound exciting. So is um, have you got a target date when this will finish? People Should ask not me have... that often. <laughs> I used to say when we finished building. But, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is pretty much what it is. But I think we're, we're trying to aim for July, August, if we can. That would be great if we could if we could get in by then. So fingers crossed. We're, we're working away, trying to make that happen. So, yeah, yeah. it would be great if you make that happen. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, it sounds... Um... I mean, with everything that you're doing at the moment, have you been able? Have you been able to continue skating? I mean, do you still skate? Teach when there wasn't COVID? What? What? How did that affect your skating? Yeah, COVID has has affected skating quite a lot. So a lot of the ice rinks have been closed. So I haven't been doing anything for for a little while um, in in coaching. So. I'm going to have to see what happens when everything gets a little bit more back to normal um, and, and picks up again. But I think they've opened rinks now to the um, the more elite skaters. So I think things are starting to open up a little bit more. But, you know, for a long time, you know, it, it really was a nightmare, I think, for not just figure skaters, but all kinds of athletes that, that couldn't train during this time. So and I must have been, you know, I couldn't imagine what that was like, you know, would be like as a you know, if I think back to my days, you know, missing a training session to me was like one of the worst things in the world. And I think some of these guys, they're aiming to get into, you know, big competitions and, you know, they, they can't train. But um, but I think things are starting to open up a little bit there where they can, you know, ath- you know, proper elite athletes can then train at certain rinks. So. Yeah, I guess um, because it, well, everyone got affected, as, as we know, but um I mean, they've put so much hard work, dedication into that. And it's I guess it's like, that's a year out. It's a year out. And I know it's affect. you know, everyone would be in the same position. But for some, I guess, with the Olympics, um, it'd be a shame if some missed out just because of that, that this one year, when they might have been all set for there. But anyway, I don't want to go on that path right now. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know. It's, it's such a big blow because, you know, everything's cancelled last mm-hmm. But then, you know, what can you do at the end of the day? I think, you know, health does have to come first. We, we I think we, yeah. we all get that. Um, yeah. It's just, I think, so harsh for, you know, some of the youngsters out there that absolutely love their sport and can't can't go and train and practice. So it must be really challenging and hard for them. But I guess with the other stuff that you're doing, Wendy, is is really inspiring because, you know, you, you are a, a pro skater. You, you you've been through that that training from a young age like you said you went to university and you you've you talked about vision board and, and i think just saying it and then the fact that you're now building part you're on your second one so you must have achieved you know obviously pretty much everything else on the first one it, you know it, it might some of it obviously carried over maybe with the house 
but in when we do things like that when we think when we do visualize and we we believe in ourselves and we get back up and we take some rejection and then we have hey that those moments and we you know we reward ourselves it's all part of having that mindset onto the the things that we want and it's it's not a smooth ride but it's an exciting ride and um it's so rewarding at the end and do you feel there's a point when you stop with the things that you want in your in terms of a vision board i think for me it's it's always evolving and i think it's almost that it's um what can i say more like a living vision board mm. because i think you know sometimes even when we set ourselves goals one of the one of the problems in there is that we 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 sometimes have this relationship with goals that we worry we're not going to achieve them yeah but at the same time if they're living and evolving and changing it, it sometimes takes the pressure off a little bit doesn't it and i think with visions you know we change and things happen and sometimes you know i, I don't feel bad if for example i've got i've got a vision on my vision board and i want to change it you know make it different you know i change it and i, think I like that we, we're very fresh and you know updated mm -hmm. and life's flexible because um, sometimes I do think we get so like hung up otherwise, don't we? That we've got to achieve this and we've got to get to here. And um, I talk about this quite a lot when I'm doing um, speaking at property events and vision boards come up a lot. We talk about this topic quite a bit um, because I think people realise the value of it, but maybe they don't always do it um, or they don't know how or they're worried that if they do it and they don't achieve it. Um, but at the same time, if you've got a vision board and you make something up, it's fun to do, number one. And number two, when you've uh, got it on your wall and you're looking at it every day, the subconscious is really just, um, you know, taking that all in, isn't it? Oh, definitely. I love what you said is that it how it evolves because, um, and the great thing is you're setting, by, by doing it, you're, you are in, I, I know, I see what you're saying as well. It's like you are you're setting a big goal, right? But it's setting you really. It's on a path to something. It, you're going to be onto a path of achieving something around there, and it will evolve anyway. It, it does. I remember as I, I probably talk about this every now and then in my my um my lives, uh, Wendy. But I, I talked to a young lad. Well, he, when he when he started, he was a young lad, and he's very shy, very unconfident. Came in, he was crying a lot of the lessons, and you know we persevered. He got for it. Then his confidence built up. Got onto our demo team when we had one. Um, and we talked about goal setting. He said, I'm going to get an Oscar. I'm going to go on and get an Oscar. That was his, his thing. Um, I thought, crikey. Oh my God. He was like, <laughs> um, he, he went into acting, you know, drama or whatever. Anyway, he's not got an Oscar, but now he's got a job working within drama, a private school in London. He, he came and told me a few years back. So his, his dream is his vision evolved, but had he not set himself on that path, he wouldn't be doing it. He said, it's my dream job. And he said, yes, yeah, it's, it's changed. That's maybe not for me now, but until, you know, we set, and I think um, Grant Cardone is, you know, the 10X rule, you set something so big, even if you fall short, it doesn't matter. He's not falling short. It's just going to evolve. It's going to change. But put, like you said, I love it. Put it in your head and then just keep reviewing it, isn't it? So, um, and do you feel, I want to come on to your coaching in a bit and your book, um, but, but as <laughs> trying to cram it in, we ran over a bit, but it doesn't matter. Um, okay. So you're looking to buy a business at the moment, similar to myself. Now, was that part of your 
your plan last year? Is that something like for me, it just came up and I'm like, oh, I love that. Yeah, that, that's I'm going to do that now. And it, I've, I've redefined my purpose. And I, I feel that is much more in line with where I am at the moment um, and where I want to be as opposed, I think I'm doing some other stuff, but, and um, which I, you know, I'd be happy doing, but this is the one I want to focus on at the moment. So did, did that fit in with, how did that fit for you? This is um, this is an interesting one actually because it it what this is an example of something I haven't planned in this particular way. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so here you go. So <laughs> I think at some point um, I I had in my head that I'd like to have an estate agency, or I think actually it was a letting agency. I correct myself there. I had the idea of having a letting agency. And there was the thought of starting it from scratch. Yeah. The thought of that was just, wow, you know, that's a, a lot. And, you know, I was, I was busy thinking about, you know, what would that mean and how would that look? And when I started having those thoughts, that's when the, the concept of buying a business came up. And so that's something that, you know, came along that was slightly different, but answered my question in terms of, actually you could acquire or merge um because we we run we manage all the properties in our portfolio you know ourselves but you know i didn't necessarily want to start all of this from scratch yeah and so that was when the opportunity presented itself where it was a case that it was slightly different um and i i had written down interestingly enough as part of my this is a part of my first set of kind of you know statements was you know to have a to have a lettings business and that's very that's slightly different because now I've expanded it a bit more and it's again turned up in a slightly different way to what I expected and so we were looking now for it to be a more of an estate agent and to acquire the business you know a bit like similar to yourself and it seemed to make so much more sense and you know a little bit not so easy to do I don't think it's easy by any because you know you've done so much work on there you know it's a big big well done to put for what you've done in that area so there is some work involved but it's more appealing and and I think um for me a better option to acquire and merge rather than start right from the beginning it is hard to start from the beginning I think the thought of me going back going through all that um and I don't really want to be hands-on involved like I was before. I, I'm a weathered. I'm only 25. Look, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> yeah, I wish. I don't even think my I don't even think my heart is anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just no. I don't. I, no. I, 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 but I've 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 enjoyed the process part. But um, if you ask me, I want. You know, back back onto you. <laughs> um, so you, the the coaching that you're doing as well. How long have you been? So obviously you, you're an experienced coach because you know you've been coaching the skating. You've got the mindset of a, a professional athlete. Um, uh, you know, and from a young age, dealt with the like we said, the rejection and the the elevation, the visualization. You've put that then into business, and now you're using. Put again, it's like this is all coming together. And you're coaching people into, you know, investing into the property property market themselves. How, how long have you 
you know, so that's, have you been doing that for the last six years as well? Is that a, a newer thing? Or where does that fit in? Yeah, that's more recent. Um, so I'd say since 2019. Yeah. So I've been, I suppose, consulting, coaching, mentoring, um, you know, up and coming investors for a couple of years now. I focus with ladies actually, and it's been quite rewarding helping ladies in property. Um, I, I have had um, I have had men as well, but it has been predominantly ladies. And maybe that's because it's resonated a little bit more with me um, and, and my journey. But um, yeah, just helping people to basically do something similar to me, but just start their journey in property investing. And perhaps just, you know, take those first steps that might seem a little bit scary. And also just to get the knowledge. Um, I think it's a bit of a combination. I, I often focus on the the why and um, the, I suppose, the getting the mindset first before then figuring out the how do I do this and getting the knowledge. Because without that, you know, where's your drive coming from and where's your reason for what you're doing? So often I take that step back based on my background. And often that shapes what people want to do in property. So we do that first and then just move on to working out well how do I get from where I am now to where I want to be in property and then yeah putting that plan in place and, and doing a little bit of hand holding and accountability and, and knowledge transfer to help people do that so yeah I've been doing that for a couple of years and, and then I've recently teamed up with a fellow property investor um, to to run some getting started in property courses as well so we formed a company objective property um, and yeah, we're helping people online at the moment. Um, we did have a, a lovely hotel in Bath planned and thought, oh, this would be amazing. Um, but we're doing it online. And um, the good thing about that, though, is we can make it um, a little bit, uh, a little bit of a better price. Um, and people don't have to travel. So, you know, there are some upsides to being um, indoors and learning. Yeah. You can just sit or be wherever you want. You can sit in your slippers and learn um you don't have to go anywhere um but uh yeah i think we'll be looking to get a little bit more face to face once covid's over so um that's what it's evolved into um basically is just starting now to uh to help people on their journey no brilliant and i i just fit being a coach myself um you know through martial arts fitness and some even the mindset stuff i, I just know that anyone that um is under your mentorship is just gonna you know do so well i just feel like the you know it can't be easy teaching figure skating I, I, no. <laughs> to be honest, it's not sometimes tricky enough teaching kids with martial arts so i think you know you must have a lot of patience for that and to be able to see something and create something and then take that same aspect into your own personal property portfolio and now to be able to transfer that over so i know anyone that's with you is gonna so if you're watching and uh, please uh, uh so oh, and by the way what, what i wanted to ask is like, who's that for so you said you seem to have mainly female but is it a certain age range do they do they need savings you know who would like someone's thinking i'd love to do that but they, you know we start telling ourselves how we can't do it like who would that be for yeah and so I focus more on people who have a similar background to me, like in the corporate world um, and want to get started in property. Perhaps they you know, would like to get security or something to hand over to their family. And 
one of the biggest objections there is money because you know people think well I'm going to invest in property I need a lump sum and in some cases yes but you don't have to have that so there are ways to get finance where you don't necessarily need all of the money up front and there are strategies that you can use as well where you don't necessarily need a lump sum so it is a lot more accessible than people think um, so, you know, some of those, you know, objections in terms of money. Um, I think the other thing is it does feel quite a big thing to do because, you know, let's face it, property does cost a lot of money. You know, you're parting with, you know, quite a bit of money when you when you buy a house or something. And so sometimes that's not a small thing. And I think that's where, you know, mindset does kind of kick in um, because it does feel quite big. Um, a you know, big jump. So yeah, I help people come come out of the corporate life and um, to either go into property full time or get financial security. And um, yes, I am keen to to help the ladies just because that resonates a little bit more with me. Um, but yeah, that's more on I suppose on a one to one. So oh, brilliant. I love it. Um, obviously, me and you and our, our, our team, we've, we've been on Clubhouse a few times, the House of Entrepreneurs. I'm not sure when our next next one is, but I've absolutely enjoyed that. Um, uh, so how have you found doing that in Clubhouse? Because it's quite a new experience, really, isn't it? So, <laughs> Yeah, it is, isn't it? Um, I think it's been twofold for me. I think um, I've enjoyed it from the perspective that I've learned loads from other people, but equally you know, I've, I've helped people as well in Clubhouse from doing yeah. rooms. Um, and that's the thing, I think I do thrive, maybe even from the figure skating days of, you know, like helping or teaching or giving knowledge over and then seeing people succeed. There is an element of, you know, I don't know. It's a need, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's a need of mine. I have yeah. to give, yeah. And I, I love yeah. when I see people, you know, you know go on to well. yeah. It's a bit mm. selfish in a way. I've thought I've actually been thinking that as I've been here because it, it actually makes you feel good. <laughs> but you know, that's nice. You know, we're all selfish. You know, we got to put our own mask on first. It's part yeah. of my mental health. So, and yeah. and if I'm feeling good, I can help more people. So it's a win-win. Everyone wins. Win-win. Win-win. Yeah, and it, it's like that episode of Friends, isn't there? There's not a selfless deed. I don't watch Friends. I said that. <laughs> you feel good about it um but yeah seeing people succeed is 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 great and i think from um clubhouse it's um it's a it's a it's a great community and I'll, i've sometimes treated it a bit like having the radio on as well and when you can just yeah. be listening in just to you know get knowledge and and to reach people that you know previously you wouldn't have been able to talk to so that's been fantastic and how have you found clubhouse have you enjoyed it yeah i have um i've I mean, I've tried not to let it consume my time because I can, because everyone was saying that. Um, yes. So I have real tried to control. Even you guys did the room on Friday and I was so tempted. I was like, oh, I want to, I want to be in the room with you guys. I want to be you know, moderating. And I'm like, no, 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 my, my sons are here. This is my time. Because I've done that a couple of Fridays. I wish, I wish we could just change the date. But anyway, so that's the um so i had to kind of force I, that was really difficult I, because i enjoyed it when we you know went the times we've done that and like yourself i've had it a bit as a radio so when um i've had my youngest living with me um he, he was here for quite a bit for a couple of weeks so when i was taking him to school we'd have that on and he'd, he'd be telling me turn it off, i was like no 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 you're gonna listen <laughs> um but I, um and then i'd had there was like a speed connecting one 
I don't know if you've been in that one. It's breakfast for, for winners or whatever it is. And they did this. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, I've got to remember him when I get home and send that person a message. Um, so I've got a few people, I think, invited on to as a, a guest. So, yeah, it, it's one of them things. I have it on for a bit, try and get absorbed, uh, you know, get, get some information going in, make sure I'm in the right room and around the right people, which generally is, is our half the time is someone from our crew is in there. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, it's a bit like that with me. And, and then the weekend, I'm trying to switch off a little bit from that. But um, we're going to have to wrap up, Wendy. But you've got a book coming out. Uh, what's it about? When's it out? Yeah, good question. I've I've literally just finished writing it and just it's going through the editing process. Um, so it's basically based on my talk that I've been doing um, la mainly last year at property events. And I've been using the talk to get feedback and, you know, grow what's in it. So it's basically mindset principles that I've taken from being in professional sport that I've applied to my property business. And it's just got exercises and templates in there to try and help people, um, for example, do their vision boards, right, you know, put a business plan in place, put routines in place, um, get resilience, those kind of things. There's, there's quite a lot in there. Um, but basically I've just taken all the knowledge that I've got and the feedback that I've got last year. I, I think I spoke about 18 events last year and wow. I've used that to, yeah, put it, put it all in, in the book and, and hopefully give people something that they can use to help them. Uh, it's mainly property focused, but to help them in their property journey. Um, but with most of the things in there, I think you could apply it as I was saying to you earlier, I think you could apply it to business entrepreneurship. It's uh, quite generic to all that kind of stuff so later on this year um my book will be out i haven't got a date yet so but yeah back end of next uh, of this year I, I should have it launched so brilliant brilliant and just one last thing five years from now what you where are you at where am i at come out yeah you did spring that on me so where am I at? So I'll be living in my self-build. Yes. <laughs> yes, that will be so good. I will have, I would have bought, so I'd like to um, acquire two estate agents. That's my idea this year. So I will, I will have those. Um, I will have, I'd like to do another development project. So I'm doing a development project this year. So I would have done that already. And then I will have done another one as well because I'd like to do another one because I love them. Um, I keep kind of going back to the commercial to residential and the development projects just because they're they're my favourite and I get the most out of them. So I'd have done a couple of those as well. So, yeah, and where would I have visited? So I usually put a destination. I might have to look at my, I'm just going to have to look at my vision board up here. So what have I got going on? I think the Taj Mahal. I have the Taj Mahal. Oh, nice. So I'll pick that one up. I'd have gone yeah. to the Taj Mahal how about that oh, i like it yeah yes <laughs> brilliant brilliant and own all of bristol <laughs> yeah and i bought up all of bristol in the process as well <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. i think also just one little thing to add to there i'd have liked to have um impacted um on say 100 people's lives to be able to have become financially free from property investing I think it'd be more than that, but yeah, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Wendy, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. I 
we have gone well past over the thing, but uh, no, it's brilliant. Um, thank you so much for sharing you know, your, your journey. And uh, guys, if, if you're watching, please, uh, if you want to get in contact with Wendy, just uh, again, a private message is that okay? DM you. DM me, yes, yeah. absolutely on Facebook. Um, yeah. I will get back to you. So yeah, just DM me anything you, you want to talk about regarding what we've chatted about tonight. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Brilliant. And drop Wendy a follow because, uh, especially on Instagram, you get to see what, well, just all the platforms, just follow everywhere. What's the problem? <laughs> I should say that, shouldn't I? Instagram. Yeah, follow yeah, us. Come on. <laughs> and hopefully we'll both might check you. If you're on Clubhouse, I'm sure we'll be doing a room some point next week. But thank you, everybody, for watching. And I will see you all next week. Wendy, thank you so much. Bye, everyone. Peace, thank love, always. Thank you.